they're good at the plate. Boy, smart. He Another episode of Sunday Golds of the Instant Reaction Variety. Arya Masudi and Brett Nevitt here uh, joining you after Florida State puts together an impressive series win on the road at a top 10 ranked TCU Horn Frogs team. And uh, Brett, you're on side over there. Uh, two really good environments. Uh, a weekend at Link Coins would be like a super regional in terms of how they prepared for it, in terms of how they had to respond and the type of adversity they would face on the road in Texas. And uh, wow, did they step up to the plate, uh, so to speak, and put together one of the finer weekends that I think FSU baseball has had uh, in quite some time. And so uh, your boots on the ground, just uh, you did the instant analysis last night. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, good stuff there uh, for those of you who want to go back and listen. But Brett, today's game took a little bit of a different shape. And Florida State, again, responded, leaning on some really good offensive hitting. Yeah, and I think more so than anything, they're just a team that's having a lot of fun right now, um, especially those position players. I mean, they just, they're playing with a ton of energy and basically doing whatever they want at the plate right, near, right now. I mean, Jaime is just on fire. Two home runs today, first career multi-home run game, four RBIs, another three-hit another three hit day for Cam. Third, third home run of the year, another opposite field home run. All, all three of his homers this year have been to the opposite field. Um, carry on with another big uh, another big two RBI hit. Um, Trayton Rank had a couple good at-bats today with a couple hits as well. So just up and down the line, if you're getting contributions from a lot of guys. And then for Andrew Armstrong to, to lock down the game in the ninth when you, when you really needed it, didn't have many arms left back there. Um, that was just really huge. And I think that will be really big for Army's confidence moving forward. Yeah, that's definitely one of the notables of the game is for Army and uh, what Andrew Armstrong is going to mean to this bullpen. You know, we, we kind of talked about it in preseason. You needed some guys to step up, right? If the, this pitching staff was going to make it through a 55-game schedule into postseason and so on. And Armstrong's early returns have been really good uh, from the left side. And, and for him to close it out, I think I agree with you. You know, big for his mentality, uh, big for the confidence that not just he has, but the team's going to have in him going forward. So uh, that's pretty important. But the story of the day, man, offensively, again, like the bats continue to rake. And, and they are, what is it, fifth straight game that they put together 10 or more runs? Six five out of games. six. Five out of five six. Five out of six. Yeah, five out of six games they put up double digits. And – they are, they like you said, they look loose right now. And I mean, they are hammering baseballs. They're taking advantage of fastballs that are left up in the zone. They're not missing them right now. I mean, Jaime Ferrer is not missing anything, uh, letter high. You know, uh, Cam Smith, Link Jarrett told you in your YouTube video post game that Cam was uh, the talent is showing at an incredible level right now, right? He's sitting back on baseballs. He's had a couple of home runs this season. Have all three come to the opposite field? Yeah. I, be I believe that that's correct. And so that shows an immense maturity at the plate uh, on its own. And then, uh, of course, you know, this team has responded to the adversity that they have faced in games. Because today, it, you know, it, it started out a little shaky, right? Jamie Arnold, I don't think he looked bad per se. He didn't have his best stuff. And I know he's learning as a, as a true freshman. But they got back, they got down two nothing, and it looked like TC was going to have that bounce back game, right? And and force this thing into a potential, you know, a game three, a series winner take all. But these guys just keep hitting, and they don't care who's thrown out in front of them. Uh, they have a lot of depth in this lineup. 
Yeah, I don't think FSU is really ever going to be out of a game this year just because of the the depth of the lineup and the ability to string together quality at-bats. Um, and when you string together quality at-bats, it's going to allow you to put up crooked numbers. And they did that three times today, and that's all they needed to get to get the win. I mean, five runs in the seventh inning and just quality at-bat after quality at-bat. Um, Jamie, as you mentioned, I didn't think he was horrible today, even though he didn't get through it three innings again. Um, defense obviously didn't help him early on. Um, there's a play carry on could have made it up the middle to start the game. Obviously, a double play they could have turned in the second inning. Um, you know, even Link said after the game, like he didn't think that he was he was bad. Just, they think he's still going to get there. They they still like what he's going to do for them this year. And I I don't think that they're going to move him out of the weekend rotation after this week. I mean, TCU is a really really good offensive club. Um, so it, it, in that atmosphere, only a second career start. I think the thing that they're worried about the most is just the fastball over the heart of the plate a little too much. Um, and I think that's what they're going to try to get Jamie back to the downside blacks. Um, and that was what he'd really done a good job of in the preseason and what landed him in the weekend rotation. So I know he's capable of doing it, just has to go out there and do it under the lights. But I did think his off, off speed looked better today. Had a couple of really good sliders to the back foot of right-handed hitters. But yeah, I mean, getting down to zero and, and not being unfazed in that environment, um, that's probably, I mean, last year there were so many times where it seemed like on the road that the team just panicked and kind of crumbled. Um, and we just, we haven't seen that at all this year. They've just been an unfazed bunch and they're comfortable playing in front and they're comfortable playing from behind. They would just think that um, there's just so much talent, especially in that top five and especially in that two through four in your lineup that that you can, that you can match up with, with any offense in the country right now. Confidence and comfort, you know, that's, that's what Link Jarrett, I think, has injected into Florida State. There's a calmness, but, in a, you know, like a, a calm aggression to this yeah. baseball team. And, it, you know, I'm not going to do this all season where I compare them to Notre Dame from a year ago because I don't know that that's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But you see a lot of the traits that Link Jarrett puts in his baseball teams, right? You're going to fight. You're not going to be phased. You're not going to crumble. If a team beats you, it's because they earned it. It's because they made the plays and they made more – plays than you did and then they were more timely and so right now Florida State you're seeing that middle of the order they're timely and they're confident they're calm and they're cool under pressure and to do that on the road you know and that that to me is what's impressive because anybody can do it at their own home their ballpark right I expect Florida State to put up insane numbers at Hauser this year but to be able to take it on the road that is the sign of, I think, a mature team, Brett, even though there's a lot of young players right now through that roster. Yeah, and I think like we talked, I talked about before the beginning of the year, like even the young guys that are on this team, they they take mature at-bats. They have a mature approach. Cam Smith, the way he handles himself is extremely impressive. Diaz, the way he handles himself is impressive. Um Obviously, Tibbs, Jaime, you know exactly what you're going to get from those guys. Uh, Jordan, I thought Jordan Carrion's leadership so far this year has been extremely impressive. He's done a, a really, really good job um, keeping everybody engaged and keeping the energy up, especially early in this game when it was 2-0 and, and Jamie was struggling a little bit to get through the first couple. I thought that Jordan just did a really good job keeping him in it and just telling and just encouraging him to keep going and, and making pitches. Um, and he did that throughout the whole game, and he was doing it with Army in the eighth inning and the ninth inning. Um, so I really like that from Jordan so far. And like you said, the comfort at the plate, it's just – it's so big. Um, 
Yeah, it's just they take there's a lot of guys just taking major league at bats right now. I mean, Cam is lasering two two strike sliders on that outer half of the plate to the right field for a base knock. Um, I mean, Jaime's getting down in two strike situations. I mean, Sarlos, the whole stadium is complaining about strikes and the base running thing before that. And then he just absolutely hammers the ball to dead center and silences the whole crowd there. Um, it's just been fun to watch this weekend. And it's been fun to watch all these guys hit. Um, that two through four is really, really special, I think, um, with Cam, James, and Jaime. And I asked Jaime about that today. And he said, you know, he would put him that, that two through four up against anyone in the country right now. I think you would definitely put that middle of the order against anyone in the country. And uh, Brett, you've been so high on on Ferrer really since he got to campus, right? And you've said it on this podcast, in your articles, on Twitter, to anyone who will talk to you, that Jaime is underrated nationally. Is this a kid that can contend this season for ACC Player of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think there's a cap on what Jaime can do. I mean, he's just, like Link's mentioned a bunch of times, he's just an all-around hitter. He's an all-around player. He's an all-around student-athlete. Um, at the plate, he just doesn't have any holes in his game right now. I mean, last year, early in the year, he you could get under his hands with fastballs, but that's that's even a, a, somewhere he can hit the ball now. I mean, obviously, he's he's amazing at hitting pitches on the out, outer half. He's really, really good at hitting – sliders away from him just pokes it to the to the opposite field but now we're really starting to see him get the bat head out in front and really just make some big impact and I thought coming into this year that he would have a power jump uh, I think that today we'll kick that off first two homers of the year but yeah I've just never understood why he doesn't get more national attention I mean he hit 320 last year as a freshman with with nine home runs what did he have I don't know. I want to say like almost 20 doubles. I think he had 19 doubles. One, I want to say he led the team um, with that. Um, he's athletic. He has a huge arm in right field. I mean, he's just, he's really, really good. He's one of the best players in the country so far in this series. He's been the best player in this series and TCU has a lot of good players too, but Jaime Ferrer has been the best player on the field in Fort Worth all weekend long. Um, I mean, outside of Jackson Baumeister, who was really, really good on Friday starting, but Jaime has been the difference maker in this series, I think, because these are two pretty similar teams. I really I really think they're pretty similar. TCU's got a ton of offensive weapons, but pitching-wise, they don't have a ton of depth. And once you get to a certain point, you feel like you can do some damage. And it's kind of the same way I feel about Florida State right now. Is there, you have a couple front-line guys that you feel really good about, but once you start to get deeper, then, then you get, get worried a little bit and teams start to do damage on you. So... These two teams are really, really similar, but FSU's just had a few guys that have put them over the top this week. Um, obviously, Jaime and then Tibbs, Cam, Jordan, um, and then obviously Jackson and Wyatt yesterday. So I just feel like those guys, your superstars this week have really carried you, and that's exactly what you want in these in these atmospheres and in a potential super regional type thing like Link has mentioned multiple times. Yeah, Jaime, six for 10 this weekend, right? You know, six RBIs and He's not done yet. We still have the Sunday game to play. Uh, can we shout out Nander and Colton on the weekend too? They've, they've had some big moments. And yeah. I think that is as a season unwinds. When your lineup is really, you know, that much better than it could be, if that makes sense. When you look at it and you're analyzing and you go, this lineup is elite rather than just really good. 
It's because of the bottom of your order is contributing. They don't have to hit 300, but they do need to, to provide something, right? Whether that's a big walk, uh, getting on base. They're, they're, both of those guys have hit some big extra base hits uh, this weekend and all season long. I think Colton's about to like match his yeah. total extra base hits from last year. And we're already, we're what, in game six of the year? Yeah. Uh, he's getting close. And so those are two guys that I think in the bottom of the order have allowed Florida State to, I, I don't want to say that it's, it's propelled the, the rest of the order, but I think it's, it's forced pitching staffs to not be able to pitch around some of those guys uh, yeah, early on. Just, yeah, it just makes you deeper and you make pitchers work more and stress them more. I mean, Colton's really got the offense going the last two days. I think, I don't remember if his double today was in the fourth or the fifth, but it was a leadoff double that got FSU going and, and led to a crooked number in the inning. And then obviously yesterday he got FSU going in the sixth inning with, with a leadoff double. And yesterday Nander had two hits, including a really good double to the left center gap. Um, today he comes up with a, with a big RBI single um, in FSU's big seventh inning there to, to kind of cap it. Um, and really those runs ended up being a, a really big deal today when you only end up winning by two. Um, so yeah, those guys, it just lengthens your lineup. It makes pitchers work more. It makes pitchers stress. Um, and when they're stressing at eight, nine, and then they have to turn around and go to D- Diamez, Cam, James, Jaime, um, it's just, it's never ending stress for pitchers right now facing FSU's lineup. Brett, let's talk a little bit about to, to wrap this episode up and we'll have a, a more full breakdown on our show uh, probably Monday or Tuesday. We'll put something out. Um, but I do want to ask you about the state of this pitching staff, right? Uh, Army's definitely going to get a, a lot of the, the MVP honors on the pitching staff for today. Uh, but Ox, I thought, came in and, and looked pretty good. Um, they, they got some big outs uh, on the day as well. Uh, from Doug Kirkland. Um, those are some guys, right, that are going to have to be instrumental for Florida State if they're going to be successful on weekends. Take us through kind of like guys that have stepped up and guys that have, I think, maybe, you don't want to say turn the corner, but have, I think, added something more than what we thought initially going into the season to this bullpen. And where does FSU stand for tomorrow uh, when Carson Montgomery starts? Yeah, well, obviously Armstrong, I think, is, is the biggest one there that seems to be turning a corner. Didn't really know what to expect to get from him this year. Kind of struggled a bit in fall and preseason and kind of struggled with strikes. But, I mean, today he threw 17 strikes and 22 pitches and got the job done in, in the biggest moment. So it's been really good to see him turn this corner recently. Um, Ox, like I've mentioned before, I feel really good about what he's going to give you. Did get hit a bit a bit today by TCU, three hits, but they got a lot of righties in their lineup, and um, it's just a really good lineup. They got some veterans back there in the, in the bottom half of the order. Um, hey, they have a deep lineup, too. I mean, their offense could be just as good as Florida State's. Florida State's pitchers have just been a little better this week. Um, Doug Kirkland obviously got a, a couple of huge outs um, in the sixth inning there to keep you in the lead and then came back out in the seventh and, and just lost his command a bit. Um, I still feel good about Doug. I mean, Doug, this is only his third live outing since not pitching since 2000. There's going to be times like this where he looks rusty and, and he kind of loses his command quick, but overall, you know what Doug possesses, you know, when he's on it's electric. Um, and with more and more outings, he's going to get more consistent. He's going to, 
he's going to find the strike zone more. I mean, he, he found the strike zone often in preseason and was really pounding it with the fastball. Just needs to get the fastball command back a bit, but he's still getting his feet wet back in live action. So um, he's still got some work to do, but I still feel really good about Doug and what he's going to bring you throughout this entire year. And obviously he's already had one big extended outing earlier in the season. Um, for tomorrow, obviously you don't have a ton left. Um, I don't think Wyatt is going to be available from what Link said on Friday, but he might be down there in the bullpen just in case you need one or two, maybe not though. Um, so we'll see. I'll see when I get, get over there tomorrow um, and the game starts. Um, see which should not be available tomorrow after throwing 46 today. I don't think Doug Kirkland will be available tomorrow, um, only through 21 pitches, but I don't think they're going to want to use him on back-to-back days coming off the the, in, the injuries and the, and the rehab and everything and just getting back. I don't, I don't think he's thrown back-to-back days live yet or in a really, really long time. So um, we'll see with him as well. Don't know for sure on that, but I would be surprised if they went back to him tomorrow. Um, Brennan Oxford should be available. I would think Army is available for an inning. Don't know for sure, though, through 22. And then Ben Barrett and David Barrett are, are a couple of the other guys that will likely be in the mix um, for a couple of the guys to be the first down of the pen tomorrow. Those guys haven't thrown yet this weekend. Um, ben did get some hacks and BP, BP today to, as well. Um, so he's still working on both sides a bit. Um, but he should be available available tomorrow. Um, I don't think they'll be thinking about the midweek. Um, I think they'll try to use every bit of the arms they have right now to to try and go get a sweep against the top ten team in the country tomorrow. Yeah, so you got Carson available. You're gonna need a good start out of him. Uh, yeah. They moved him down on the order. I uh, say in the order in the rotation uh, to kind of give him a couple extra days to to heal up uh, from a little nagging injury he had in the in the lower half. Um, so, uh, it actually turns out maybe to be a best case scenario. You know, you've got Carson, a premier talent, uh, going on a Sunday against, is it Cam Brown, I believe for, yeah. for TCU. Uh, that's yeah, another kid for them. Who's pretty high profiled. Uh, yeah. They bounced him back a day. He was supposed to start today. I don't know why they ended up bouncing him back. Gotcha. So that, that's, uh, that's kind of where we are at uh, on the weekend. Brett, I'll ask you two more questions and then we will wrap. Um, and, and let you get some rest. What has impressed you most about Florida State after six games in the season? I just think the way they've gone about their business, the the energy they're playing with, the fun they're having on the field, and the looseness, the, com- the comfort like we talked about. Um, it's just been fun to watch. I mean, it's just been really good baseball. To come in here in this environment this early in the season – I mean, it's 40 degrees. It's it's really cold down there in the field. I've been down there on the field the last two days, and it's cold, man. And the guys in the dugout have big jackets on, but those guys in the field, I mean, they got to bear through it for the whole game and, and try to keep their hands warm. And they've just they've 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 just bared it all. They've bared it all, and it's been really good to see. They just haven't been phased. So I think that's the biggest thing for me so far. Obviously, the offense has been fantastic, but just the the mentality and the the approach they've brought to the field every day. I mean, this just seems like a team that really, really, really wants to win win right now. And I know that might sound stupid. Like obviously everyone wants to win, but it just feels to me like there's certain guys in this team that are like, we want to be better. We don't 
want to be what we were the last couple of years. We don't want to be what we were last year. We want to win. We want to be really good. We want to try and go win big things. Um, and they show up to the park every day, 110% bought in. And I think maybe that is the biggest thing that's impressed me, just the buy-in. Um, they've been as bought in as you can be. I mean, this is an entirely new system for everyone out there. And they've started this season six now because they are 110% bought into to link staff and the system and, and the whole process that they're going through on a daily basis. I used this word earlier, Brett. Uh, it just feels like an injection of almost uh, a new breath for this program and for those kids specifically on that roster. And you see it in basketball all the time to make the analogy. Someone comes in off the bench, right? And they're just a microwave off the bench and it changes the whole complexion of the game. Um, and allows your team to make that run and kind of boost the confidence and kind of the momentum. I feel like Link Jarrett is momentum, right? Brings it in. That is the effect of really good coaching uh, it can have on a team. And that's why Link Jarrett's a two-time national coach of the year. Um, and it was why it was a match made in heaven, right? You got you had the guy who had all the FSU ties who wanted to come home, but had also had all the accolades and had all the experience and the success necessary at multiple stops. And so that's what Link has been able to do. Uh, the final question I have for you, Brett, is has this weekend changed your perception any of Florida State's ceiling as a baseball team, maybe in lieu of what you thought coming into the year? I don't know if it has just because I always felt like the ceiling for the postseason was high because like I told you a lot of times coming into the season, I felt like they were going to hit. I just, after fall and preseason, I really felt like this team was going to hit and hit a lot and be one of the better offenses in the country. There's, I just, with the guys they have at the top of that order, I, I knew they were going to hit. I knew they were going to score a lot of runs. So I knew that at the end of the day, by postseason play, that that thing would definitely be clicking. It might be clicking even earlier than I thought it would. But, and still, my thing has always been, you have the frontline arms that if they click, you can beat anyone. Like we saw with J-Bomb last night. Obviously, White is White. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. See what you know exactly what you're going to get from him. We'll see what Carson does tomorrow. But when Carson is on, he's as good as anyone in the country. And I know that's a far stretch. But what I saw on that Saturday, I think three weeks ago now, it's when his stuff is right, when he's in the zone with the fastball early, it's as good as it gets. Um, and if Doug Kirkland is a guy that by the end of the season is back to, you know, perfect form, Brendan Oxford, I mean, there's obviously the depth is an issue, I think, and that's going to make the 56 game a grind. Um, like there's going to be games like today where you were up big and then you, the bullpen gave up some runs. There's going to be those games. There's going to be losses like that from games like this, but at the end of the day, I feel like they have frontline arms to do some damage and they have an offense that can do damage on any pitching staff in the country. So I don't know. Expectations probably changed for a lot of people, but I don't think the ceiling with this, the ceiling with this team is the ceiling. Like they can make Omaha. It's like every year Florida State can make Omaha with the talent it has. So for me, the ceiling doesn't really ever change. But I think my early season expectations were for them to struggle out of the gate. So that has been changed a lot, obviously. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Carson Montgomery goes on Sunday. I think a win there would be a statement of its own, right? To get a sweep 
uh, on the road at TCU. Obviously, it's been a highly successful week and weekend for Florida State, no matter what happens the rest of the way. You're going to probably, like Brett said, see some uh, different perceptions of the Knowles come the polls uh, early, uh, you know, Monday morning and Tuesday. And so um, I think you're about to get a lot of praise from the national guys. And so uh, good stuff. Uh, Brett, you got one more thing. What do you want to add? I was just going to say, I think the floor has risen. So I don't know if the ceiling has risen for me, but I do think the floor has risen. Like, gotcha. Maybe that was a better question for me to ask. No, it was the it would have been the better answer for me. In the first, I thought about it after I answered, so it's all good. All right. Well, uh, stay warm out there in Texas. I've heard it's pretty cold. Uh, also heard that it might be getting warmer uh, for that Sunday game. So, seventy-five uh, with twenty mile per hour winds blowing directly in. So, don't Carson think gonna, Yeah. Right. I think there's gonna be many homers tomorrow. Well, anyway, all right, man. Well, uh, be safe, be well. Uh, you're on site there. I'm going to try and pay attention as much as I can. Unfortunately, women's basketball for Florida State plays right at the same time. Uh, we're here in Clemson, South Carolina, doing this from our hotel as well. So uh, the power is Zoom. Appreciate you joining, joining me for this instant analysis, doing a great job out there. Make sure you cover, you catch Brett's coverage, rather, on Knowles247.com on Twitter as well. And uh, we'll be back here on Sunday Golds uh, early in the week. Mash that subscribe button on Apple. Uh, please give us a review. Five stars if you can as well. We're on Spotify, Google Pods, uh, iHeart, and above and beyond. So uh, appreciate you, Brett. We'll talk to you guys soon. This has been Sunday Golds.